So I want to talk about a, I call it a, like a division of narcissism. And it's a trait of a psychopath. And this is where a psychopath will seek out a flexible and easygoing person. And they're almost like experts at this. Um, they, the psychopath loves to provoke people. And I, I think that they do this because they feel like they have power. If they can provoke you and make you angry or they can provoke you and make you cry, they can provoke you and do whatever it is, that makes them feel like they have power. But that's a trait of a psychopath. A normal person does not provoke a person, make them cry, and then feel happy about it. That's a psychopath. A normal person, if they say something and the other person starts crying or gets angry, the other person, a normal reaction would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. And the difference is there's empathy. A psychopath does not have empathy. And so what a psychopath, what they do is they exploit this characteristic in another person. And what they do is they provoke their target with, you know, insults, with humor, or, you know, they will patronize, patronize the person. And someone that's easygoing and flexible will, you know, initially start off, you know, being like, whatever, or ha ha ha, that's funny. But over time, this, the serial provoker will keep poking at you, keep poking at you. And the target, I'll call it the victim, will attempt to avoid the conflict by just being pleasant, or they will choose to forgive or excuse this behavior. Because one, they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand what's happening to them. They are the target of a psychopathic maneuver. And they don't know that. So the the victim, and I don't even like using the word victim, but in this case I'm going I'll say the normal person, you know, will remain pleasant and they'll just forgive and forget and or laugh it off like ha 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 in favor of maintaining harmony in the relationship. But the provoker, the serial provoker will continue to aggravate or provoke the other person, the the normal person, I'll call it, or the victim, until they snap. Think about it. The the person that's doing the provoking, they will do it and do it and do it until the other person snaps. 
And once that occurs, the person doing the provoking, the psychopath, will sit back and marvel at how angry and how volatile the normal person is. And look at how crazy they are. When the normal person is reacting to someone that's constantly, continuously provoking them over and over and over and over until they finally snap. And the normal person, the victim, will feel bad, they will apologize, and they will absorb the blame. And that's really important to understand. The target, the normal person, the victim, is the same person. They will feel bad, they will apologize, and they will absorb the blame. They will take on the blame. Because again, they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand what's happening to them. They don't understanding the dynamic of this situation. So the psychopath is basically what they're doing is they're shaming the person. They're shaming the other person that they basically set up. The psychopath set this up and now they're shaming them for losing their mind, for snapping, you know, losing their patience and behaving inappropriately. But you have to understand that this is a chess move. The psychopath strategically did this. They strategically provoked, 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 provoked in hopes that the person, that's their goal, to get the other person to snap. So they're putting the heat on the other person until they snap. And when they do, they're being shamed. Oh my God, look at you. Look at how crazy you are. And then the other person's like, oh my God, I I lost it. I'm so sorry. And, you know, the normal person, the, the, the victim, feels remorse. The psychopath doesn't. And the psychopath set this up. They set this up. This was a setup. And this is what a psychopath does. Again, the the target, the other person, is expected to remain calm and peaceful no matter what. While the psychopath feels entitled to do whatever they want. And that's what makes, you know, this is an example of what makes a psychopath dangerous. Because it's not healthy, normal behavior. And they don't, again, they don't feel empathy. So to them, it's a game. 
it's a game to see how far they can push and push and push and push and push to see you know how far you will go before you snap and then once you do it's like oh look at so and so they just lost it they're crazy and then you get all these labels put on you so that's something to look for because once you see it and understand this dynamic you you can't like unsee it and these people are dangerous that's why you know psychopaths and you see them in the movies they're dangerous dangerous people not all psychopaths are killers by the way they don't go around murdering everyone they're just dangerous people psychologically they're dangerous they're not healthy people you know and they seek out people that are relaxed and open-minded and casual and cool because they're not and so they get a thrill on breaking people down you know if you weren't a jealous person before you met the psychopath the psychopath is going to make you into a jealous person they're going to see this in you and they they have like a grooming phase where they will draw this out of you It's like, but there's always something going on behind the scenes. And you don't know exactly what they're up to. You know, the psychopaths get bored very easily. So they're, because they get bored easily, they're always kind of stirring up stuff. They're always kind of looking for trouble. And so what they do is they, they love bomb you. Like when you first meet a psychopath, they're, they're very intense. So they love bomb you. They love bomb you. They love bomb you. They're very, very seductive people. So when, when you're like swept off your feet really fast, chances are you're dealing with a psychopath. Because they're very charming. They're very seductive. They're like very outgoing and gregarious people. And they idolize you. They, they, they kind of put you on a pedestal at first. And you think, oh my God, I feel so great around this person. Except once they have you hooked on them, that's when the game starts. That's when things really start happening. Once they have you hooked, that's when things shift. That's when things change. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought we were like in this love phase I thought you know we were in love and it's like a head trip because what happens is when everything changes you feel really confused because your strengths and the things that you know you were proud of any strength that you had the psychopath is now going to make your vulnerability vulnerability there it's going to make the psychopath is going to make it your weakness 
and they're going to use these points against you. And they're going to, you know, again, they're going to provoke you, provoke you, provoke you with what you thought you were, they were your, your strengths, but they're your, now they're your weaknesses. So it can be your job, it can be the way you look, it can be something that you thought was really amazing, and now they're going to make fun of it. You know, if you have, I don't know, I'll just find, if you have really long legs and you thought like my legs are like a a fashion model I have beautiful long legs you know the psychopath may have said you have beautiful long legs when you first met then once he has you hooked or she has you hooked it can be either sex those beautiful long legs are now going to be you have legs like a dandelion or you have legs like a daddy long leg spider you know those beautiful characteristics are now going to be, you know, he's gonna, he or she is going to degrade them and make fun of them and provoke, provoke, provoke until you start reacting. And again, when you react, you know, the psychopath is going to be like, oh, look, you just snapped. You're crazy. So th- then it becomes a pattern. It's very, very toxic, and it's very unhealthy, and it's a, a form of mental abuse. It's not healthy, and these people are very dangerous, and usually people that come out of these types of relationships are very confused, and they're like, I, I don't know what happened, and, you know, I've even heard stories of people just getting very sick, or they they get you know, health issues, and they end up just dying. It's very scary. You know, I could go on and on. Um, so just some of the nastiest emotions come out when you're dealing with some like someone like this. And you may reflect back like, gosh, what happened? Because before I met this person, I was a totally different person. Now I'm angry. Now I'm this. Now I'm paranoid. Well, that's what happens when you're dealing with a psychopath. And they love it. The psychopath loves it. It's, when you get involved with a psychopath, it's like dealing with a demon. You know, it's like if you're going on a date and you met someone for the first time or you met someone online and you saw their, their description or their name and it said demon, and they're from hell, would you go out with them? No. Most of us would not go out with someone that they were a demon. But if the person was really attractive and, you know, successful, or, you know, we were attracted to them, that's what's so tricky. They don't look like demons. But over time, they behave like it. And it ends up being what's called narcissistic abuse. That's what happens. And this person breaks you down. 
when you're in this type of situation and you're dealing with these types of emotions, it's very natural to wonder, what's wrong with me? You might even think that you're going crazy because psychopaths want you to believe you're crazy because it makes them seem more unstable it makes you seem more unstable to the rest of the world when in fact they're the unstable ones you know psychopaths and narcissists are very envious people so you know they they're envious of people that are normal they're envious of people that are nice and happy and pleasant because they're not you know they have to mirror that and that's the other thing that that psychopaths do and and narcissists they will mirror us and that's how they love bomb us. They will mirror us and we immediately, you know, are like, wow, this person's amazing. And they're amazing because they are mirroring us. So the person that we're falling in love with is a reflection of ourself. So if, if I say, you know, gosh, I love traveling to, I don't know, I'll just make up something. I love Italy. I'm just making this up. A psychopath would mimic that and say, oh my gosh, one of my favorite places, and this is one of my the places that I, I would love to go to and I, I've been to many times, is Italy. And I would say, oh my gosh, me too. You think, oh, we have that in common. When in fact, the psychopath may, they, they might have never been to Italy, but you'll find that psychopaths are pathological liars and they will just make up stuff just to um, get you to trust them. That's part of it, the other part of it. It's like a game. It took me a really long time to understand this. And it took me a really long time to just see it within my own world. And psychopaths love to destroy your boundaries. They don't respect boundaries. They don't they destroy boundaries. They are emotional abusers. And they condition the other person to feel shame. They conditioned the other person to take on the responsibility of blame. Like the example that I gave you a little bit ago. They, they, they want the other person to take on the responsibility of feeling crazy and unstable. And they choose, like the people that they choose are usually, you know, great people, successful, kind. And they break down the person's self-esteem. 
they break down the person's, you know, self-esteem through belittling and cutting the other person down and manufacture, it's called manufactured jealousy, where they make the other person jealous. really quite disgusting they wear away at your self-esteem and the way that they do this it's a it's a very uh, it's a cycle um, where it's like the frog in boiling water you won't even know or realizing what's happening until it's too late It's like the boil, you know, a frog is not going to realize that he's boiling when the temperature, when he starts out in room temperature water, and then the water is slowly turned up high. He's not going to realize that he's, he's dying in boiling water. If you put a frog in water that's already boiling, he's just going to jump out. that's what a psychopath does they turn up the hot water very slowly and like the hot water you slowly die but they're they're the ones slowly killing you and you don't even realize it because what they're doing is they're whittling away and they're slowly destroying your self-esteem It's all about control. And over time, you can look at pictures. The person that I, you know, that you first started dating this psychopath versus many years later, the people, the two different pictures don't even look like the same person. That's how much damage a psychopath can do to someone. And they have this cycle of like being mean and then sweet. Being mean and sweet. Being loving and kind and then being mean. It's very sadistic. Psychopaths and narcissists are very, very sadistic and they take pleasure in this. And this mean and sweet cycle creates an addiction where the mind becomes addicted to that pattern. That's why it's hard to leave because you you don't even realize what's happening and you get addicted to that. You know, you, you wait for that that kind loving crumb. then suddenly you realize that your body doesn't look the same, you don't feel well, you know, you're maybe not taking care of yourself, you know, you may have lost your job, you see all these little patterns happening, your mood's not the same, your mood may be unstable, and that's because you're dealing with a psychopath. This person is not normal, this person is not kind. This person is a fucking demon. 
And one of the things that they do too is they will humiliate you in front of your own friends. They will humiliate you in front of your own family. You know, it's no longer limited to just belittling you behind closed doors. They do it in front of your own family and friends. But then they'll say, I'm just joking. Meanwhile, you're sitting here with this, you know, just feeling like shit. And you'll feel hurt because you'll see people that are close to you take the side of your partner. Your partner that's a psychopath. The psychopath doesn't care when they take a joke too far. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. That's their goal. Their goal is to hurt your feelings. I have zero tolerance for someone cutting me down and wrapping it with the... I was just kidding. No. I have zero tolerance for that. I have zero tolerance for anyone cutting me down. I don't even cut down myself. That I don't recommend that either. But I stop people when they try to cut me down and say, I was just joking. No, that's passive-aggressive bullshit. And I tell them, you need to stop. Now. And if they keep it up, they're going to be labeled a psychopath because that's exactly how a psychopath behaves. A psychopath dismisses any concerns that I might have or you might have. You know, and they may even call us being, you know, oh, you're too sensitive. Or they may call us, oh, you're just being crazy. Get over it. No, that's a psychopath. And then eventually the other person reaches a breaking point where they snap. And that's when the psychopath swoops in and promises, you know, unlimited love and affection. But they never take the blame for their bad behavior. very evil behavior all this like mockery and putting you down you know all of this like just erodes you you know the human mind you know we think of the the body and the brain as being strong and it is but if you keep chipping away putting someone down that's going to hurt them they say it's death by a thousand cuts and that means if you cut down a person a thousand times they'll die so a psychopath is stripping you of your dignity and they're slowly slowly killing you like the frog in the blender.
or the frog in the boiling water. But it makes you wonder what happened to them. What happened to them in their childhood to make them so evil? I don't know. They, They love kind of stirring up and creating unnecessary problems. You know, they love it when people fight over them. Like if the man is the psychopath, they love it. They love creating scenarios where, you know, two women are fighting over him or one, his girlfriend's jealous and so he's got some stranger that, you know, he, he's making his partner jealous. They, they create this kind of chaos. That's a psychopath. But the thing is, is the psychopath love bombs people. They love bomb strangers. You, they'll be in line at the, the local coffee shop and they'll you know, be love bombing strangers. And so those strangers will automatically think that this person's single. And so they'll gravitate to the psychopath. And then, you know, they'll see the stranger in line will see the psychopath on a different occasion and be super friendly to the psychopath not realizing the psychopath is married or has a girlfriend so then it's it's confusing for the other partner it's like well who's the stranger but then the psychopath loves it because they're getting attention from two different people. But it's this, this kind of praise and flattery. They love it. Where a normal person would think that this is just strange. What's happening? There's never just kind of a calm, you know, there's never like calm trust. There's always kind of chaos and weird stuff happening and you never really know what's happening behind the scenes. like a facade you know I think of psychopaths as like a veneer they're not like solid like when I think of wood there's beautiful wood that's solid 
and then there's wood that's just a very thin layer of veneer and that's what I think of a psychopath is it's like a thin layer of veneer and they're they're like a manufactured fake soulmate it's not real because they're mirroring you and their their goal is to wipe out the identity of the other person I don't know why they do this it's like a slow death I think it's all ultimately to destroy the other person and it's very cold and calculating it's very dangerous You know, there's a saying that a healthy person, a healthy mind, you know, compliments another person. Um, They give them advice to help them. An unhealthy mind, that's usually like a mind of a narcissist or a mind of a psychopath or a sociopath, cuts the other person down. So there's this, this idea of if you're with someone... Are they, try, are they bringing you up and trying to help you? Or are they tearing you down and cutting you down? That's a good way of kind of determining, you know, are they a helper or are they, are they bringing you up or bringing you down? Because if they're bringing you up, that's a friend. If they're tearing you down, that's not a friend. That's someone that's seeking to destroy you. And really, you need to pay attention to your own intuition. And the person that we really should be trusting is ourself. Because toxic people, they condition us to ignore our own intuition, to ignore our own gut feeling. And we need to perceive other people just internally. What are we feeling inside? You know, it's a red flag when, when we meet someone and they say that they're just like us. That's not real. They love everything we love. They they. They love every place we want that we've been to. They love everything that we love in terms of food. Every movie we've watched, they love. That's not real. That is a narcissist or psychopath mirroring you to get you to trust them. So when I hear people say, yeah, this other other person just swept me off my feet. Red flags go off in my head when I hear people say that. And it's you, you know, I I had a friend, this was many years ago. She fell in love with this guy. It was like love at first sight. And, you know, just uh, for me, I had red flags going off. Like, 
I don't know, something just feels off. And I went to the wedding and I had even bigger red flags going off. And I didn't say anything because I wanted my friend to be happy. And I, it was within a year they got divorced. I don't even know if they were married a year. They got divorced right away. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the way a person looks. You know, are they attractive? Are they physically fit? Do they have a good job? And that's it. That's as far as we get. And if, they, if the person meets those criteria, we're good. When there's so many other things that we should be paying attention to, does this person treat me with respect? Is this person kind to me? Because if this person is cutting you down or making you feel jealous, that's not a good person. Anyway, I think that people want to be around decent human beings that are trustworthy. That, are, that show and demonstrate love and kindness. Psychopaths, narcissists, sociopaths, they will wreak havoc in your life. And the other thing to look for with psychopaths is if you're a happy person or you're happy-go-lucky and and you're perky and, and you're just in a good mood, they hate that. They hate, just that's just something to look for. If you're happy or you're in a good mood, they cannot stand it. I'm telling you, there's this demon quality. They will lash out when you're happy. You will find that they will lash out as you become happier. Because they perceive your happiness or your pro- progress as a threat to their control. They, they want control over you. They want you dependent on them. And if you're happy, that's a red flag for them. They need you to be miserable and to be under their control. So pay attention. If you're in a good mood, you're laughing and you're in a great mood, see how the other person reacts. If they start cutting you down, putting you down, or triggering you, You're dealing with a psychopath, mark my word.